it's all preference. We can get everything we yes. need there. Uh, if you're going to prefer something and feel more comfortable with it, I don't think there's judgment either way. I mean, I bring things home from Europe now. Um, and I know you had said that on, I think, another episode that there's actually so many things there that I bring home, even for my mom, that she's like, you bring that that lotion that I used. Or, Yeah. And I want to like capitalize on the word preference. And I think that's where people get stressed and confused when that word is not when that word is missed. Yes. You can get everything you need. You're listening to Breaking the Ice podcast, a podcast I created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players. My name's Devin Dodaro. I'm the wife of Charlie Dodaro. We have two dogs, a little boy Crosby, and a baby girl on the way. We spent eight months of the year living the hockey life in Europe, but we've also spent about five seasons in North America. I've been around the block, sometimes just for a cup of coffee, but I wanted to share the tools, resources, and what's helped me along the way while also learning every week from each and every one of you. In this podcast, we share tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things women, all things hockey, friendships, trades, long distance, moves, and life in general, so you don't feel so alone. So put your headphones in, go for a walk, and feel like you're sitting down with your best girlfriends. Oh, and make sure to follow the page on Instagram, Breaking the Ice Pod. Let's lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, happy August, happy mother effing hockey season. I am so pumped up that the podcast is back. I am so excited to start recording again and start connecting with people from all over, hearing stories. It is definitely a void in my life when I take a break from recording. So I am just really excited to go full swing and bring you guys tons of content that will help you and support you through the upcoming hockey season. Um, If you are new here, this is a podcast I created in 2020, literally as the pandemic started, as a resource and guide for hockey partners, you know, girlfriends, fiancés, wives, coaches' wives. If you're in the hockey world in general, maybe you are the girlfriend or wife of an equipment manager or of the team's doctor or the team's anything, you are welcome here. This is a safe space where we can connect and share our stories, share hilarious moments, make light of situations, and also share the really hard and challenging times and struggles. I'm assuming most people that listen to this podcast follow my Instagram page, which is Breaking the Ice Pod. I am no stranger to being very vocal about the struggles and the hard times because I think that being vulnerable and sharing those times that can make us feel, you know, uncomfortable sharing is really, really important to do in order to form deeper bonds, deeper connections, and really just, you know, feel like we're not alone in this crazy lifestyle that we live. A lot of you are probably traveling to Europe, I guess, pretty much this week, next week, the next few weeks. So I really, really wanted to have the first episode back being an episode all about preparation and planning for moving overseas. So that's just what this episode is all about. I am currently, I've been getting asked this all the time. We have no idea where we're going next year. 
Um, if you missed this little life update, I am now pregnant with a baby girl. I'm so freaking excited, guys. I've always wanted a girl, so I am just like over the moon. Um, but we have no idea where we're going. And I'm honestly not too worried about it because I feel like things always work out the way that they're supposed to. But uh, with that being said, the reason why we're not even looking right now is because my husband, if you've listened to previous episodes, you already know this, but he got a surgery. So we will not go anywhere until probably end of September, early October, and then it's going to happen like guns blazing super fast. So... (laughs) It'll be interesting, that's for sure. And obviously, as you know, I will keep you guys all updated and I know I will have to go back and listen to this episode. Um, There's also an episode really early on I did with Corinne Bailey um, where we talk about packing and travel tips when moving abroad. So these are two really good resources for you. I also have a free packing list on my website you can print out. And yeah, that's all the goods. I do, we talk about this in the episode, but I I would just want to say it one more time really briefly that everything that you pack and want to bring from home, this is all preference. This is personal preference and each person is different. So one thing that you might want to bring, that doesn't apply to someone else or vice versa. This is supposed to be like a resource and helpful tool for you and it's never meant to offend someone. You know, some people like to bring their own tampons and that's not to say, you know, offend someone that there's no tampons where you are, just like it's personal preference and that's that's me. Um, I like to bring my own tampons and that's something that I bring every year regardless. Um, in this episode, Kayla Albert joins me and Kayla and her family live in the in Bremerhaven for the hockey season and they've spent the past five hockey seasons there that is in Germany and the Dell and so she knows the lay of the land she knows the situation of packing each year and as each year has gone on she kind of describes that she's become more minimal with the way that she packs I too have become a lot more minimal at packing since I first started off on this European hockey adventure about three to four hockey seasons ago. There's definitely key items that I bring every single year that I know I want to bring. I know I'm comfortable bringing, but there's also a lot of items that I've kind of shed off each year and you figure that as you go along. All of us are at different phases of our hockey lives. And this might be your first year going overseas. And my recommendation is to bring maybe a little bit more of that stuff from home that makes you feel comfortable. Brands, any products you like, anything that feels like you, um, bring it. And just know that if you forget something, don't stress. People can always send you stuff. You can always, maybe you're going home for a visit or you can find it there. Like I said, there's going to be people that have been in this lifestyle for 10 years that don't bring anything with them, but that's because they've been in this country or they've been living this lifestyle and they know all of the resources to find what they need. So you're going to be in two completely different versions of this life and it's okay to bring what makes you feel the most comfortable. Again, it's just all preference. Um, There's so many resources, so many people to ask questions to. If you ever need to spitfire some questions off at me, I'm more than happy to help. 
if you're confused on whether to bring certain items. But I feel like this is a really good base point episode for you to listen to and kind of hear us laugh about some stuff we used to bring that we definitely don't need anymore. Some things that we've stuck to pretty religiously as time has gone on and things that you might want to bring, but you don't have to bring. So this episode is really great. I hope you guys enjoy. If you found it helpful or informative, please share it to your story so other people can find this and use this as a useful tool. Enjoy this episode. Yeah, I am super excited to talk to you today. This has been a long time coming. We obviously have you know, a mutual friend. So I feel like I know you already and I'm just really excited about this conversation and I feel like it'll be really helpful to a lot of people. So thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm equally excited. I feel like I'm waiting to do this for well over a year and listen to all of your episodes, just thinking how, what we could talk about. So this is exciting. Yeah. And you guys are literally leaving in like two days. So thank you for squeezing me in. And I feel like what not more a perfect time to have everything like fresh on your mind of what you need to bring and just preparation in general, um, you know, for going overseas, because obviously it's a big move and it can be very intimidating, especially like the first time you go over there. Yes, absolutely. As my floor is covered in all of the things I need to bring. So even (laughs) five years later, there are still essentials, but yes, I, I think right now is the best time to ask me these questions. Yeah. I feel like you kind of you know generally like what you need to bring as time goes on and you're doing it over and over, but it's still like definitely a refresh where you have to go back and be like, <laughs> okay, wait, what did I need? And like, for me, even at the end of the season, I was kind of like jotting in my note notes on my phone, just, okay, we're, you know, we need yep. this, we're out of this, like make sure to pack this. So that way I can try to remember. Cause it's really easy to forget, you know, those small details. Yeah, I started taking pictures of our like pantry and our bathroom cabinets so that even though I write notes on my phone I still will second guess myself so I was like how many things of children's Tylenol do we have and I can just look at the picture yeah so that's that smart. helped this year yeah okay so tell everyone a little bit about like where you guys are what your hockey seasons have looked like um over the past five years okay cool so well the f- past five years we have been in Europe um we came straight from the ECHL to the DEL. Um, well, we had a little stint in the second league while we were waiting for passports. But um, yeah, so we've actually spent our entire time in Bremerhaven, which has been incredible. Um, it was honestly, it's been such a blessing. We've been with the same group for most of the years. A few, of course, a few people have come and gone, which is always heartbreaking. But at this point, we're almost struggling to end the career because we, this is home for our daughter. She came over at four months and um, yeah. So Bremerhaven's kind of just our home. That's our family We're we feel so lucky that they wanted us back. Um, so we are heading back there. Like you had said earlier in two days for our fifth season. Okay. Well, I think that's really cool because then you can really like settle in and make it like a second home. Cause I think, you know, it's hard yeah. when you're like popping around. So it's nice to be able to really, create a space and yeah you know know the lay of the land yeah (laughs) our our first year over like I said we were in the we actually went to Kermitschau first um and in that first year with our four-month-old we moved nine times um we are the epitome of being unsettled we were in Airbnbs above the red light district in Germany we were 
um, living out of hotels with our baby. We had every situation you could have imagined. And we ended up landing in the apartment we're in now the following year. Um, and we've been in there the last now three seasons. And going back this year, we are switching just to have another bedroom for the baby. But we're moving. So we share a wall. So it's really not much of a move. Yeah. But we could not be, I think, a more appreciative couple to finally feel settled. We needed this desperately. And nine yeah, times. Do you mean like in the same city? You were just moving like locations within the same city? Or oh, like no, you were no. Moving? For, for anybody who says that there are not up and down situations. And these leagues in Europe, don't let that fool you because I am living, breathing proof that you can get called up and down. Um, so we went to Kremenchow with the understanding we'd be there for the full year. We'd end up in Bremerhaven um, the next year, which was great. It was a great way. Like I said, he was in the ECHL. So this was, of course, you know, it's such a dream. And I I never doubted him. Clearly it's his really, coaches never really doubted uncommon him. to just go yes, straight exactly. from the ECHL to right. the Dell. And yeah. he... You know, he didn't have NHL games. He it just it was one of those things that everybody knew his potential. But I mean, he's five nine. He's a defenseman, and it wasn't the easiest path for him. So when Kermichel called, his agent was wonderful and just kind of made the comments about, you know, this will this is your transition into the Dell. Um, Del, I don't know if it's actually called the Dell, but anyways, uh, we went to Kermichel, and within I think it was two weeks of being there, they were like, "We're going to bring you up, but we're not bringing your wife and your kid." <laughs> so we had a few times where. Scotty and I um, stayed in Kermichau, but quickly that just did not work for us. So we started making the trek back and forth. Um, I believe there's like a three trade transition, whatever. You can't maximize. You can't go up. You can't be called up two or three times. They found exceptions. Um, so we did it a few more times. And then, yeah, once we were in Bremerhaven, because they weren't sure if they'd be keeping him it was, you know, get a hotel for this week, get an Airbnb for these two weeks, get this apartment for a month. So it was really hard. It really took a toll. And and I think it all ended up turning into a lot of like, I don't, I always say, I don't know if I had postpartum depression or just depression. Um, I made it through the year on thin ice and ended up coming home. And I think once I came home, the happiness of being home, all of that washed away. So I never, I never got proper, I'd say like, treatment for that or or found out what was really wrong but we made it through and somehow I decided that we'd go back a second year which was <laughs> I think I don't know what, what what I was thinking but when we got to Bremerhaven our second year I can honestly say we've never had a better year in our relationship in hockey um, just in general so for anybody who's having a really hard first year don't let that be the only thing that holds you back from going again just my piece of advice is to try again, I guess. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's our little kind of our story. And then, like I said, we were blessed with staying in one place now. So yeah, you deserve it <laughs> after all <laughs> yeah, that. <right? laughs> yeah. Oh. I, there's so many like good little pieces of everything that you just said. I feel like our first season overseas was less than ideal of a situation for us. And we were very, very nervous about going back just over there in general. And then we've had really good experiences for the most part. Obviously there's some hiccups, like it's a completely different, just like way of life than what we are personally used to. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone would attest to that wherever you're going, if it's not, that's just a different lifestyle. Um, but yeah, you know, give it another shot, I think. And just because you didn't have the best experience one at one point, doesn't mean it's going to be like that again. And, um, yeah, every team and, league is different. And then I also just want to like 
say to you that postpartum is hard. And then it's like, you throw in all these other curveballs that most people don't have to experience and go through. And I think that people in this lifestyle, especially the women don't give themselves enough credit for everything. It's like, you're like, Oh yeah, like we made it work. It was normal, but I'm sure like that was a very like growth period too in your journey of motherhood. And just in your journey, like as an adult, you know, and um, yes, it was, it was a lot. And I'm grateful that honestly, that our marriage made it through that because that was, again, I kind of liked, I'm very transparent. So I love to normalize just like, it's okay to admit that like times in your marriage were bad and hard and postpartum is hard, whether it's you had depression or anxiety or you didn't, it's just, it's a transition. Um, And I'm very proud that we made it through it. And then I think something like all moms um, should pat themselves on the back after getting through is like, you also are raising some seriously adaptable kids. And for as hard as that was, it's incredible to see how my daughter is adaptable. And, and yes, it's maybe not what I wanted to give her for her first year. I wanted to make her a nursery, but she's not looking back saying she didn't have a bedroom. She tells people that she's been to 11 countries and granted, she has no idea what that means, but it's, <laughs> you know, she doesn't tell people I, I didn't have a nursery. She tells people that she was with mom and dad. So We also, I think, have to kind of remember that we're their home and we're lucky that they see us that way. And Mm. don't put so much pressure on making that nursery because let me tell you, I did. I love that. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing that. It's so true. I think you see the typical perfect, like, you know, couples all over Instagram and you think Mm -hmm. they never fight. They have the perfect relationship and this and that. And look how easy and happy and whatever. But it's like, again, the lifestyle is such a is is hard and it's going to cause problems. And I think it's important to like normalize that. So I do appreciate you saying that because there's a lot of people that wouldn't admit to that, but it's, it is very hard on your relationship and we've definitely had some like very trying times as well. So yeah, but look yeah. at us now. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> We're makes going you back again. Yeah. <laughs> so we Unpacking just keep on going. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So let's kind of dive into packing and preparation for overseas. So I guess my first question, as you are in the present and just kind of reflecting back to your very first time going overseas, how has your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Let's rewind a little. It's like, how has your mind shifted in terms of packing specifically to preface this, this podcast that we were doing together? that I do feel like I'm a good person for this because I have been doing this for five years. And if you looked at my bags, year one versus year five, <laughs> it gets easier. It gets better. And you learn as you go. So, and also I mean, you have added two humans into the mix. So uh-huh. your bags have, maybe you might have more bags, but it's less stuff you oh, don't yeah. need. Honestly, I feel like the second kid, he's just an add on at this point. I could probably <laughs> check him for God's sake. I'm just kidding. I hope nobody thinks I I love him. Um, But no, so like our first year, I'm not kidding when I say like, I mean, I brought shampoo and conditioner. I brought diapers. Like, I mean, come on. Did I think that babies in Europe weren't wearing diapers? I brought every snack that I thought my daughter would need for honest to God a year. She was four months old, but I brought, I made sure to bring every pouch and every puff and it was exhausting. And I think that contributed to a lot of the anxiety of going. And I, I mean, I have friends now that are coming and doing their first year or even just their first year in a different country in Germany, because that's the only one I can speak on um, and asking questions. And I love being like, no, trust me, like 
you can get it. I saw um, your post on Instagram about even the tampons and it took years to figure it out, but Amazon UK ships actually to all the countries and they're like four euros and um, Amazon Germany has them. They're a little bit pricier, but I mean, if that's what you want and that's what makes you feel comfortable, then I don't mind spending an extra couple of dollars. I don't think anybody really does. Um, but you really, you learn as you go of what you can get and where. Um, but then also, you, I, at least for me, I've adapted so much to Europe that honestly, there's so many things I prefer there and so many mm. things that I'll never forget my first year. She's one of my best friends. One of the girls on the team was like, Kayla, you know, we have toothpaste in Germany, right? And I was like, <laughs> okay, because she saw me dump my stuff out. And I was like, yes, I just, I love our toothpaste. I don't know. It, it was a weird thing that I just left. And then meanwhile, another one of the European girls was like, hey, can I buy one of those? Because I like that better. And I was like, it's all preference. We can get everything we yes. need there. Uh, if you're going to prefer something and feel more comfortable with it, I don't think there's judgment either way. I mean, I bring things home from Europe now. Um, and I know you had said that on, I think another episode that there's actually so many things there that I bring home, even for my mom, that she's like, you bring that, that lotion that I used or, um, so my packing has gotten much more minimal, but I can still give you my must haves. Yes. Have not changed over five years. Yeah. And I want to like capitalize on the word preference. And I think that's where people get stressed and confused when that word is not when that word is missed. Yes. So, you can get everything you need. You can. And and that's the thing too, is like, there's things at home that I prefer over mm-hmm. in Europe, or I look at things and I'm like, okay, this is like double the price in Europe and I can get more for less in the U S and it doesn't take up that much room in my suitcase. For example, for yep. me, that's tampons. There's a certain brand that I like. I know I can get 50 of them for $10 or whatever, it doesn't take, and they don't weigh room. anything. So bring them. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I know I can get that there, but I just prefer to bring it from home. And that's my own personal preference. And I think, you know, there's, there's a packing list too on my website for people that want to print it out. And that's just a really loose, like everything is, is preference on there. Like people have submitted things, you know, someone said like toothpaste, like, like you said, you know, you, you can buy toothpaste, obviously, 100%, there. People yep. brush their teeth in Europe, you know what Every I mean? Every day. <laughs> and I remember I shared it into the, the expat group and for that, but they were from Europe and they got like upset that I was like Almost saying offended, all of yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, I don't think you read my post correctly. Cause my post was like, this is all preference. These are yep. just suggestions. You can find all of this over here, but, the, but pick what you need, pick what's important to you, pick your must haves. And then go from there. You can find what you need, but if there's brands you like, I mean, uh, it's the same as there, right? Like there's plenty of things that people would want to bring to the U S signing over here uh, in the States that will not be the same, won't taste the same, won't work the same, won't have the same clean ingredients maybe. So I think, yeah, preference is probably what this one should be titled (laughs) because you, you can get everything you need, but That's not going to change if you, except for you can't get ranch dressing. That's yeah. the bottom line. <laughs> you can, in, you can in Vienna. I found, I found some. I, uh, you know what? Our grocery store randomly had like six bottles of it this year. The ingredients were not the same and it was 19 euro. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's something like, that, 
but yeah. it was no good. <laughs> You're like, I, I needed a little reminder. About I, did try so I, I did splurge on the ranch, but yeah. <laughs> Last yeah. thing is like, this is never meant to like offend anyone or just, you know, again, it's just preference. And I just have to say it because people might, you know, listen and be like, what the heck? But it's like, no, yeah, totally. if you were in your own country, going to a different country, regardless of where you're from, there's things you're going to prefer in, in different aspects. So piggybacking off of that, let's start with what are your must have items when you're coming from North America and going to Europe? Um, so mine, we bring ranch dressing seasoning. I tried to do it myself, but I'm just not that mom and I'm never going to be that wife either. Um, (laughs) did not come out the same. So I bring ranch, ranch seasoning. If you love it, just do it. Honestly, it's actually healthier when you do it that way. So, well, I should quote healthy. Um, (laughs) we do bring, we bring a leave, um, just basic headache stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't love when my husband takes it, but I swear he lives off that stuff. So we do bring that. Uh, I always bring one pack of like Tylenol cold and flu type thing. I will say this year was the first year it was used. Um, and it was actually, I gave it to another, well, it was a new pack. Don't worry. It wasn't that expired. I actually gave it to another girl on the team. Um, I think living over there for so long, we've actually kind of started to learn how to, I guess, handle our illnesses without popping things, which I've, I love, I love that I've learned that. Um, and then what else? Uh, my husband, he prefers a certain deodorant. So we bring that and I bring toothpaste. And then that is truly, I mean, like I said, I have it all over the floor. Um, that is truly it for our preferences after five years. Um, a few other things that I know people can't find that they do love, um, Tums and laundry sheets, dryer sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two things that with all my research that I've done, I really haven't been able to find the comparable items I want to say so many more things, you know, actually another thing that I do have on the floor that I bring like one round of, but I bring vanilla extract and a thing of brown sugar. And I only do it because it is so much more expensive to buy it there and we use it frequently. Um, but I have found the same versions. Uh, we actually have a wonderful bakery and this is kind of a little hot tip that like go to your local bakeries. If you find an American bakery, chances are they're importing a lot of the kind of brown sugars that we use. And that's what we did. We found an American bakery near us. I made a comment about the brown sugar and she was like, we import it. So we can, you can buy it from us. And so we've, we really, Amazing. like I said, you, you do find your way with all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, things like, you know, everyone told me to bring measuring cups our first year and I did. Um, but honestly, a lot of the recipes you end up turning to start to have tablespoons. What is that? What it is? Tablespoons, grams, all those other things. Tablespoons is, is a North American thing, I think. Oh, but that's not it. So what do we use? What is the one over there? It's like maybe edit this out. <laughs> like, is it deciliters? Like it's DL. DL. I don't know if it's DL. A, and then milliliters and then maybe grams and ounces. We brought like a Google home, and I just always ask Google and they tell me what the translation is or, or the conversion. I'm sorry. And I don't know, we've really gotten by. So again, it's one of those things that if you're packing and leaving tomorrow, don't freak out. You've got this. Like, yeah. yeah if you, if you're a hardcore baker and you use all your American recipes, bring them. Cause they don't take up a lot of room, but I mm-hmm. promise don't make that trip to target at midnight before your flight. Cause you've got this without them. <laughs> um, but for, yeah, for the adult side of things, as we're all grownups. Um, I think that's really all we bring now. We've, we've minimized quite a bit. Yeah. 
that's good. And it's interesting too. And again, like going back to that word preference, like there are certain things you said, like measuring cups, that's like a non-negotiable for me because when I'm like, (laughs) when I'm like trying to, and I'm like looking at something and it's like one cup and then I like literally don't have a cup or so, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, wait, okay. And like the, the way that it translates over, it's like point five, seven, three. I'm like, how am I supposed to measure this out? Maybe I should have preferenced or not preface. Maybe I should have said this first. (laughs) I am not the cook in our house. I am not the, like I, my husband is (laughs) Mr. Holman and anybody that listens to this that knows patch, they're literally laughing because that boy will be, he'll come home from a a way game and you'll see him literally in our third story apartment, cleaning windows while he's baking us breakfast. Like he loves to be the homemaker Good for so, you Kayla <laughs> yeah right I know I really need to, to I need to guys I do all the laundry though so I, I do that it, it equals out I take care of our kids yeah no yeah, but seriously yeah. I say I don't prefer it but again I'm not like the big bake I mean I make cookies totally. but it's actually a recipe there so I yeah. don't need so yeah but, but just, I think that's, I think that's good too, that we're different in terms of things that we yeah, like because we have it to offers people a variety of like, okay, well, I'm more like Kayla or I'm more like yeah. Devin in this if situation. You like being in the kitchen, listen to Devin. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> I just don't like to have to do any math in my head. That's more of the problem. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I made a couple notes for me too, is I, this year I actually did find um, baking soda in Vienna because Vienna is a bigger city, obviously. And so they're going to have a lot more, um, things, I guess, than if you're in like a really small town and we've been in like even Graz, which is the second biggest city in Austria, we're there for two years. We never found baking soda there. There's baking pulver. Um, but that's, that's different. Like it doesn't, it does work different. Yeah. For your American recipes, it's not really going to be the same. So I always suggest to people to bring like and you don't, you literally can just bring one like oh, thing yeah. of baking soda that will last you the entire season. Um, so I always make sure to bring that. And yeah, I guess it's like something I learned too. I went and I was like, oh, that's cool. They have this here. I wish I would have known this. So I could have, right. you know, done without it. But at the end of the day, didn't take up a ton of room. And my you suitcase. discovered iHerb? Um, yes, I've never ordered okay. from it. I didn't know okay. if there was tons of import fees. Yes. Or, okay. Oh, no. Well, oh, not, not. not okay. in Germany. I mean, not from my experience. And I know our, like our mutual friend used it quite a bit because I was like, get your puffs there. Um, prices are slightly higher. Like, I don't know, like a thing of puffs here for babies is like, I think $3 and there it might be like 3.94 euro. So yeah, they're like, you know, a dollar to $2 more. But if you love things, I mean, I don't, I, again, I didn't mind spending it, but on iherb.de, I found everything like, um, it's yeah. all, um, it's all the more organic brands, like happy so baby not... or like stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there might be a few things like, I don't think my crest whitening toothpaste is ever going to get on that <laughs> website, unfortunately, <laughs> but like all the baking things that we wanted, um, like I wanted arrowroot powder patch makes Chinese dishes all the time, like Asian food. And he always coats the chicken with like crap. And so I, I found this alternative with arrowroot powder and I just couldn't track it down there. I was able to order it. So I know I had really great luck with it. Never got charged import fees. Um, a couple cool. of the other girls on our team use it. I do know that in Czech, there was a few, I had two friends in Czech and their boxes got stuck at customs and held. And 
didn't end up making it to them. So I think it depends on your country. Okay. But Germany, we had great luck with that. So it's kind of okay. another resource before people go over. Just check like iHerb and like you would mention all the different Amazons. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a lot of American markets yes. online. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say in the big cities, you can usually find like Vienna, we have like maybe two or three okay. or you could get, it's funny though, because yeah, like, we don't have those in there. Brown. But all this stuff in there is like so unhealthy. It's just like Cheetos, like Twinkies. I'm like, how do you think? I mean, I guess a lot well, of people eat like that here. <laughs> I'm like, we don't personally like that. But then like, if you're kind of missing home and you want that little, I'm not saying I'm going to go buy a Twinkie, but like if I'm going to go, I bought Pop-Tarts and I was not upset. So yeah, <laughs> you got to do it. You know, it's like that, t- that taste that just reminds you of home. Sometimes you just get a little, <laughs> you know, after long enough being in Europe though, I don't know if you agree you start to eat those things and you're like, this is gross. Like oh, I yeah. taste, I taste our chemicals. Like I've, yeah. I've turned into, I'm honestly, I don't know if I'll ever want to come back fully to America because I have loved all of the European cleanliness with their food and creepy. I don't know all of that stuff. Yeah. But. Well, even just like their facial products and stuff, yes. like it's just, you feel better. Like you feel like you're not putting like these crazy yeah, words. Goals. Yeah. Like I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to buy it, but it's like, it's actually it could be really bad for me. So I feel like it's a lot harder for things to get approved over there. And so if they are approved, you know, that you're probably going to be getting something that's like quality and that's, I know I honestly you. stopped checking labels in Europe and I, I don't know if I should or shouldn't have, but I don't even read the ingredients in most of uh, with the things that I buy there for my daughter. Cause I'm like, well, I know it's not the stuff I'm feeding her in the U S she's not eating goldfish. Although we do bring a couple bags of goldfish, but yeah, that's just a transition thing. Yeah. And, oh, and actually another one that benefits us, but mostly for her, um, I do bring over a couple boxes of Annie's Mac and cheese only because I found after five years of doing this, that kids can't transition as quick as we can to food. Um, they just, they don't, I don't know. I don't think that they understand. They can't rationalize why you can't just give them the mac and cheese that they ate maybe once a week or twice a week, whatever, uh, in the U S. And so I found that it's really great for us personally to just bring a few things that are like a taste of home for the kids so that our first couple of weeks there, we can mix it in every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm our second year I think it was she was such an incredible eater going home such an incredible eater all summer didn't think about we or maybe it was our third year back but we just kind of were like we're not bringing anything and she as soon as we got back like the chicken nuggets were different because now we're hand breading chicken nuggets and um I don't know a few of the things she asked for her yogurts it just she went basically full culture shock on us after only three months of being home and our, I swear she didn't eat anything but rice cakes and apples for like two weeks. <laughs> so we've learned just to have a few things on hand. Um, so I do bring like a couple packs of mac and cheese or I don't know, just a few comfort foods for, for kids as well. I think that mm-hmm. they're, you know, they, we don't give them enough credit for everything they go through in this transition. So I love yeah. feeling like I can at least put her mac and cheese in front of her and be like, see, it's like we're at home. And yeah. within a, you know, a couple of weeks, she's right back. She doesn't, think twice but just kind of a nice little add-on right for that, yeah I, I think t- like with your um you know the first like couple weeks or the first week at least it can be a little bit overwhelming and it's the same exact feeling for me when I come back home it's like you're going into this space that even if you've been there and not you have to do like a full restart it's like okay we need a full fridge of food and a full pantry of food and we need to get all these 
you know, medicine in case we get sick or like whatever you need to feel comfortable. It's very overwhelming, like coming home or going there. And so I've found that like, um, something that just triggered in my mind, but when you said you don't bring shampoo and conditioner, I don't either. But what I do is I get those little travel, um, like the plastic, like travel like ones. Dollar and I, section. Yeah. I, yeah. And I pour just like my shampoo and my conditioner that I know is going to last me like maybe a week and a half so that I don't feel like the second I land, I don't have anything. And I'm like, right. I need shampoo and conditioner. I need my deodorant and I need this and that. And so it's like, it kind of gets me through so that you don't have to feel this sense of overwhelm. Cause I mean, most teams, I feel like give you a few days to catch up on the jet lag, but usually it's like within three or four days, they're like, okay, you're at the rink. And then that whole thing starts with like training camp. And then the guy's really busy and you're kind of left to like, and you may or may not have a car in those first couple of weeks because technically you don't get cars until contracts start, which if you're there a few days early. Yeah. Yeah. So I have found that bringing just some things and like, even just like kids snacks that I know, you know, I'm going to bring six or seven pouches just to get me through through the first few days or like you know it's hard now and I think this year sorry I'm totally no I was just gonna say I feel like I he's gonna eat all the snacks probably on the plane on the way there but it's like (laughs) maybe more than a couple this year I think that with everything going on with luggage too something for all of us to like maybe ease some anxieties with travel I think I think everybody has a tad of I'm speaking for other people but I feel like a lot of people have a, a touch of travel anxiety um, and if you don't, please message me after this and yeah. tell and me tell how to get secrets, rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long uh, we've been doing this. I still have it. But something that's stressing me out personally is all these baggage issues. And we bought the air tags. We're prepared. But so she had um, just wrote on your Instagram. Because clearly I'm diehard. I'm always on your Instagram. <laughs> she just wrote something about packing an extra set of clothes in her carry-on. And yeah. I think this year we should all. Oh, I'll save ourselves some sanity and make that little carry on, um, you know, suitable for two to three days for your kids stuff, especially. Cause I think all of us adults, we get there, we're tired, we get through it. But as mm-hmm. a parent, not being able to give your kid a fresh set of clothes or wash them in the tub with whatever you may have brought from home, or maybe not, you just haven't gotten to the grocery store or their snacks. It's hard feeling like I, I for me personally, that is what spirals me with all of my whether it's postpartum anxieties or what, I mean, my baby's eight months old and I still think it will happen to me. I need to feel like I'm doing the best for them at all times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's normal. But Mm -hmm. for me, that means having that carry on have, you know, I bring two sets of pajamas. I bring three sets of clothes for all of us and it's small enough. It packs down. And then I do throw extra snacks and toiletries. And that way that bag, if we lose all our bags, I know that for at least three days, my kids they're okay. And mm-hmm. I might be disgusting and sweaty and not look great, but and eating croissants. Cause that's pretty much what we do for the first three days, <laughs> but they are healthy. And I think that I don't know, it does something for me. It settles me a bit. But. Totally. Well, I think there's like, you know, people want to be not have that sense of feeling out of control because there's nothing because you right now, like in this moment, you're like, I feel good. Like I'm fine because I'm in my normal state. I'm regulated in this moment. But when you go over there, you get dysregulated. It's the same as coming back. The travel stressful, you're on limited sleep. Your kids are tired. Your kids are off. Like it's, you want to be prepared so that you are like set up for like 
comfort. You need to control the controllables. Yes, exactly. And so any little thing you can do and I've heard, honestly, I haven't done a ton of research on what's going on with, I feel like just because we're going over later, I'm not totally like wrapped in with it right now, but what is going on with the luggage? Like just briefly. Well, I've, I've talked to a few people who have already gone over there or just family that's traveled to Europe and basically they're just short staffed. So luggage is not being transferred from your first airport to your next. So anybody who like personally, we fly usually in Frankfurt, go on from there. Um, apparently Frankfurt is Frankfurt and Amsterdam are, I guess, the worst of the worst. Okay. Um, and Good I talked to two. <laughs> yeah, right. No, actually, we just I just got a text on my computer now. My husband just texted me and said he changed our flights to Munich. So we might be okay now. But um, basically, like a family friend just came back from Italy and had air tags and were able to check that their stuff was in Frankfurt. When they flew back through Frankfurt, they had enough time where they went showed them that they knew where it was and they literally opened a door to them. She, she showed me pictures, but it was a room, like a, a hockey rink size room of luggage, just lost luggage. And they were able to go physically grab theirs. Funny thing is, is after that, it's not really funny if they listen to this, but they ended up losing it coming into Boston, back into Boston too. Um, so it's just their short staff. So they're not getting wow. everything where it needs to go. And then I'm not sure if you read the thing that just got posted on the group, um, I kind of did some research into it. We talked to our travel agent and we've been on the phone with both Lufthansa and United. And it is true. The strikes in Germany are happening on the 28th. So the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th are like red flag days that they're like, if you're coming through Germany, don't expect anything from us. And of Which course, is literally when everyone flies over, we're all going uh, in those four days. So that's why I think it's important. Bring your carry-on and just control your controllables. I mean, we bought air tags. Just I don't even know why we did. Honestly, it's not gonna. If if anything, if they get lost in Frankfurt, it's only a four-hour drive. So my husband was like, "I'll drive to Frankfurt." I doubt he'll do that. So I don't know why we really paid for them, but you know. But do I what mean, you need at to do least to feel comfortable. At least with that, though, you guys can be confident. Like, no, we can see that it's here because if you just have like, you know, we just have normal tags on our bags. Like, and if it's really that many bags and a hockey rink size, like that is going to, that could take weeks for you to get your Uh, stuff. Weeks. Yes. And they did, they did say that even if you can prove it's there, they they don't have the manpower to go and physically get your bag. So if you have an air tag and you can show them, look, here it is, they'll actually let you in to get your stuff. So it's just kind of like a little added piece of comfort for us, I guess. Um, But yeah, so the the strike. So I think we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, our flights were already canceled. Know. Yeah, I will. They were already canceled, um, and there were some alternative options given by the team that just weren't. We couldn't do. We can't. We can't drive five hours after an overnight flight. We couldn't oh, no. do the train with all oh, that no. stuff. So my husband just rebooked our flight. We're good now. We're going yeah. through Munich. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so just we'll all cross our fingers that Please it's keep mostly us our, our inter the intercontinental flight. It's the ones with once you're over in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like if, those if I was flying from here to Chicago, then Chicago to Vienna or whatever, if wherever we're fine, we're not going to Vienna, yeah. but wherever we go, then right. we have a less chance of that getting You'd lost. be fine. Apparently yeah. it's like, just if you have a connector in Europe. Okay. Which I think a lot of us do. So yeah. Yep. Okay. We're going to be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, it, that's annoying though. But yeah, that's actually a really good, like PSA. Yeah, I, I saw that to keep post. In mind. And, 
we we made all the phone calls. Like I said, we talked to a travel agent in Germany with the team. Um, and then I talked to the two airlines and they confirmed that the strike is happening. Just in case and you needed like a little bit more stress. I was like, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I swear though, I feel like I must be on something all the time now because I have lost all the stress. Like I laugh at all of this now. You've disassociated. Year, <laughs> I am. I'm like, my husband even was like, are you okay? You're, you're really calm. I was like, <laughs> Just this is scary it. for me. <laughs> just accept it because I, I am something's wrong right now, but we should just glide with it and let it yeah. go. I know it's funny. Like even just giving birth this season, like my friends here will be like, do you guys know where you're going? And I'm like, no. And they're like, when's your due date? I'm like, you guys, it's going to work out. It's fine. But it's just funny how Weirdly much it always kind of, does. Yeah. I'm like, we know like what our standards are and we know like yep. what we'll say yes and no to. And like, if it like something comes up that works, we'll go. And if not, yeah. then we'll take it from there. But it's just funny how like you do kind of like get desensitized to you do, right? It's it's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes I'm like, okay, we're letting go of a lot of control. And I'm thankful for that because I've been working on that since I think I was nine years old. But then I'm also like, well, we should probably want to be in more control of our lives. But I I don't I don't know. It's just I guess it's our lifestyle where you kind of start to learn to roll with things a bit more and mm-hmm. once you hit this point I don't know you should all be grateful when you hit this point because it does yeah. start to feel like <laughs> well I, whatever for happens, me it was happens. the second kid I think I just lost all control when I had a second yeah. child and I was like well yeah as long as I keep my kids alive and my husband likes me and for me a clean house because that's important I think we're good yeah I guess while we're on the topic of like going back and forth between what we bring now and what we kind of don't need to bring I wanted to ask you if there's any funny items that you can remember that you brought your first year that is just comical to you now. I mean, diapers is up there because yeah. again, I kind of like, why did I bring diapers? I mean, every country has diapers. Um, let me think. Oh, gum, gum, crap. Like gum makes me laugh. I brought gum. I brought enough gum from, I got two like Costco size boxes of gum. Oh my God, that's a lot. And I was I thinking like them. one pack. I'm like, that's like reasonable. Oh, no, no, like no. I usually no, have I, like a gum, but. <laughs> no, I brought over a hundred packs of gum. Yep. yep. Oh, and I, I should be embarrassed by that. And I'm not, <laughs> as I'm saying it out loud. Uh, gum was probably my funniest one. Oh yeah. There, there is, gu- but you know what I don't like is that over there, the gum, you can't get it in like a, at least where I've been. Like the individual pop out. It's like, listen, I don't want like a loose bag yeah. that can't I don't want resist. People their hands in my gum. Yeah. Like I'd like to just, you know, I like the little containers where yeah. I can just dump it, but I find that they're all in little bags that don't, they're, they're not rezippable. And I'm like, yep. So what am I supposed to do with this? Get a little clip in my bag? It's like, can we just like put two and two together here? <laughs> yeah. So maybe it wasn't that bad. But again, I think bringing over a hundred, it was, it was yeah, actually 128 packs of gum. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I had great breath the whole year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. You didn't have another option. <laughs> yeah. I brought what was yours? bathing suits. Like you need one bathing suit. Unless you're yeah. like going to like Mykonos and at the end of the season, like, I mean, I was just going to say it's at the end of the season though. Cause that's, I agree with you. I brought all my summer stuff being like, we're going to Italy for November. It's going to be so hot. Who was I joking? We were wearing like, I think I did wear a pair of shorts at one point, but 
you can wear your normal clothes. Like you don't need your summer vacation stuff no. in November or February when we get no. our breaks. Well, maybe you can bring two bathing suits, but I brought like a bunch of bathing and then I brought um, heels, like multiple, oh. multiple pairs. Oh. Like I even brought just one pair, like a comfortable like pair this year. And I did not wear them one time. Okay. But were you coming from a team where wearing heels was normal? No, but I just like had this concept in my head. Like what if I go out or what if I, what if I want to wear these to like a Christmas thing? And it's like, guess what I'm wearing? Um, booties with a little heel. I'm not wearing like like pumps. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've had a couple bachelorette and you know, girls nights. And even those, I'm, it's definitely our city. We're in a very casual city, which I personally love. Um, but yeah, I wear like my vejas, like my sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I wear and like games. comfort over oh. everything. And once you start chasing a kid up and down those cement stairs, you are done with anything oh, high no. heel. And actually the women who aren't done with them though, God bless you because I wish I could dress that nicely and get them out of the house. But yeah. That's just not, that's not going to be me. No, that's not me either. And then I'm like complaining about my feet hurting and stuff. I'm like, why am I even? Wait, I have a good one actually that, um, and I, she's a, a very good friend of mine. So I think, I think I can share this. Obviously I won't say her name, <laughs> but she brought a wagon. Like a kid wagon? Yeah. Like a little tykes red pullable wagon. She has two kids. Her kids love the wagon. And I don't know if she couldn't find one in Germany or I don't, I never really asked. I just, I think it's How the did funniest she fit thing that? Hockey bag, a wagon. <laughs> and it was so funny because you know, those wagons, they have like the plastic wheels and her, her kids were great. They'd sit in it anywhere you go, but those things are loud as heck. So yeah. we'd be like anywhere and all you could hear were the, and people were staring like what people don't have the wagons over there, That's like in the so grocery funny. store. All right. Are there any items you forget to bring each year and you regret that you forgot to bring it each year where you think like well maybe I won't use it but then wish that you actually did bring it for me my kids soap um my daughter has super sensitive skin and although all of the ingredients over there are so pure like the Willie de brand there's so many brands mm-hmm. that That's what I would actually I've used on my son like I love them she there are still fragrance and although they're all approved you know there it's not it's not perfume but there's fragrances she can't use it so I do always regret not bringing enough of we just use tubby Todd and honestly that's something that weighs down our suitcase but I just bring like five mm-hmm. of them now and then the other one um which actually if anybody listens to this and they think of it I have always had a hard time with um maybe it's just me being cheap but like cat and jack leggings for kids okay yes. for my daughter I don't know if everybody uses them for, no, for their those, sons yeah. too yeah so they're just simple and cheap and plain um and I always regret it, just the black plain leggings. And I have, trust me, I found the European brands and it's not good for my wallet because I love <laughs> all of the Danish brands. And yeah, I don't bring clothes for the kids um, for the most part. I bring them Uggs, North Faces and leggings. And it's mainly because I can't find that same material thickness. I don't have something about them. I usually bring one pair of gray and one pair of black and I every year regret it. And my mother-in-law last year shipped me like 10 pairs of black ones. This year, I finally just brought my own 10 pairs of them for her. But that's something yeah. weirdly that I regret when I don't bring. Um, and I actually brought them for a friend of mine whose daughter, you know, tall, slim, little six-year-old. They just couldn't find those tight yeah. leggings. 
so and she's um she's european and so that's something that i just feel like could not be matched in my opinion um and i've regretted that but otherwise no i mean we get we're lucky we do get a lot of packages from our families and opening them there's always you know our favorite snacks or candy and once we're over there we don't think about that stuff so although i'm so grateful that they said that i i don't even i don't want it any requests that they ask we're always like if there's dollar store band-aids grab them because my daughter thinks band-aids are the best accessory and <laughs> can't find cheap band-aids over there okay, um, that's good to know yes if your son likes band-aids stock up now we bring a ziploc bag of i go to the dollar store and buy like 10 of them because she literally will put, she wakes up in the middle of the night without us knowing and puts, band, we had to hide them, but she finds them, <laughs> she hoards them and band-aids are really expensive over there. Interesting. Isn't it um, funny how some things are like really expensive over there and then some things are like way well, cheaper. It's like, they're really good quality ones. Like they don't fall off, but of course she wants like the princesses and when yeah. you buy a princess band-aid over there, it's like $5 for a box that she's going to use in one sitting. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but there's nothing at this point that I'd say I really regret, I can get through without it, but yeah, mm-hmm. leggings and yeah, that's really it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And her soap. There's certain medicine for me. I've forgotten that I, Nat will never forget. I don't care. I will shout it off from the rooftops and my husband's probably going to hear me say this and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're saying it, but I don't care. Like anti-diarrhea pills. Oh yeah. You are not thinking in this moment that you're going to get the stomach flu, but guess what? No. You might get the stomach flu. The stomach flu was going around really, really bad this year. And thank God I had like a pack of that left because our entire family got sick. It was horrible, but there's been past experiences too, where it's like, I haven't had that. And it's been like a process to get, but even, even so they don't have that over there. They're like, here's a probiotic. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I actually can't leave my house. Like I need, you can't get that probiotic, the the hard stuff. Like yeah. I need, I need to like, <laughs> um, no, that's true. Yeah. I, you're right about not thinking in the moment because I always yeah. bring my Tylenol cold and flu and my Tylenol for my kids. Yeah. But we've had some really bad, um, really unfortunate medical situations, um, the last couple of years. So our first year, our daughter was hospitalized for a week, um, with almost a fully collapsed lung and, um, ended up, we still don't know what it was. To be honest, I swear she was patient zero for COVID because, it was the, the November before COVID happened. And mm. she, they, they thought it was pneumonia. They thought it was bronchitis. They thought, like I said, she had collapsed. It was, there was a lot of issues. And there were a few things that we wish we'd had from home. Um, just like, you know, vapor rubs or um, mm-hmm. her nebulizer. Cause it wasn't as easy to get a nebulizer there, uh, which I am fully stocked on all that. So thinking back to not being there so long, those are definitely things you want to play into those like worst case scenarios. And it is yeah. a huge waste of money if you don't use it and that's kind of hard for me I hate spending all that money and throwing it all away but yeah, me too. one year you don't and you want it this year our baby right. got COVID um, when know. he was three months old again hospitalized for yeah. a week and there was just a few little things that everyone's like well use this and I'm like we don't have that we don't have right any of that right now and Tylenol was one of them um unfortunate my daughter never really got fever so we you know he was born in October and we didn't think about bringing it because we we're like, he's going to be six months. What's going to happen? Well, I wish I had a lot of Tylenol. So yeah. you're right. Um, I think stepping back and just thinking, okay, what would I be comfortable if I got the stomach bug? What do I need? Or if right. my kids are sick for a week with pneumonia, what do they need? And we don't want those things to happen, but it does. And it's, 
you know, if, if you're used to using Tylenol, mm-hmm. it's really hard to not use it. And if you're used to having like stomach medicine, it's really hard not to have it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, like Tums for sure. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, on the Tylenol comment, like we didn't know for sure when we wanted to have another baby, but like I have been super sick with this pregnancy and I got pregnant while I was over there and I had nothing. I gave Mm -hmm. my huge thing of Tylenol to my good friend the year before who was pregnant. So I was like, Oh, I, I don't know. I just wasn't thinking, Oh, I need a big thing of Tylenol, which I know there's a bunch of controversy about Tylenol, but I needed Tylenol. I was really sick and I needed like some relief and I had nothing. And so like, just thinking of those things like, Oh, will we maybe start trying this year? Just bring Tylenol, just so you have it. Or bring your prenatals if you want them. Exactly. And you can get those over there. But if there's a specific one you want, bring that. I had Um, a hard time with prenatals. um, And I tried them over there this year and they're, they're better for you. Um, Yeah. They've got the the right iron counts and, but I did get really sick from them. So I ended up just using my cheap brand here, which again, cheap vitamins are probably really bad for you, but I used to do that. Yeah. Or I got sick every day. So so yeah. being prepared for a few of those things, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it can be a huge waste of money or you can end up gifting them to people. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I brought so much stuff for postpartum that fortunately this time around, I didn't need. Mm-hmm. And luckily we're on a team full of girls who there's something in the water in Bremerhaven. Everybody's having babies left and right. So <laughs> we could re-gift that stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, those are just kind of things I would definitely just think you think, Oh, yeah. I don't need this, but it's like, you might. So just bring yep. that. Um, cause yeah, the medication there is not what it is here. It's just different. Right? Whether that's good or bad. I don't know, yep. but if that's what you want, you need to probably pack that. Any kid items that you recommend bringing from home? I'll say mine really fast just cause it's short and sweet, like Tylenol, Motrin, like that kind of thing, like cold and flu. I use like the little botanicals. That's the brand that I buy. And then, um, I also do, I just posted this on Instagram today, but I, last year was like my first year really doing this. Cause it's my first full season with a toddler. I brought just, and it's more for me. Like he doesn't have any idea, but just like cute little, like Christmas pajamas and cute little Thanksgiving pajamas, things that I would put him in. If we were at home, mm-hmm. I wanted to feel like I, that's just something I wanted to do as a mom is to feel like, Oh, this is so cute. This is so festive. And that's something that made me feel good, reminded me of home. So if you're kind of like that and think, you know, cause I, I did have a really hard time. Like, even if I, I went out to try to go find like some Christmas stuff for him and either it was like extremely tacky in person shopping not online. Um, yeah. I couldn't really find anything that was just like my style, I guess, for like holidays specifically. So I'm glad I brought a few things. Um, so that yeah. my, those are my two things. Oh, Tylenol. I agree. Um, for me, and I know we talked about this, but vitamin D drops, um, for the babies. I know you said you found them in Austria. Um, my midwife in Bremerhaven. So again, we're not in like a major city, but she hadn't heard of drops. They, they do like little tablets almost. Um, so I brought vitamin D drops. Um, and then, um, I, I agree on the Christmas pajamas. I, we usually have our, in my in-laws ship over a box of matching ones yeah. once Target releases theirs. Um, and that's but, always an option too, is people can send you stuff yeah. or, or if others, people's families are visiting or they're coming. Like, right. Yeah. There was a couple girls that 
either their family was coming or they went home and I'm like, Hey, can you get me? I need some yeah. Tylenol. <laughs> can you bring me some stuff? You know, bring me the goods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I agree on the Christmas pajamas. Um, and zipper pajamas. Um, a girl on the team did find some for me from, I think it was next.com mm, and they were great yeah. and loved them. But, um, I had a really hard time finding zipper pajamas and it's such a luxury. You can snap your baby's pajamas there. This is not a necessity, but, but you don't want like to, <laughs> you don't want to, if you're doing depending on, I mean, my second kid, he thought, you know, he wanted to party every 45 minutes and those snaps were always all crooked. My daughter slept through the night from day one. I could have done snaps just fine with her. Um, and then, I mean, I did really struggle with the snacks at first. Um, again, we're in a smaller city, but the snacks for kids, my daughter has a corn allergy. I mean, corn is obviously healthier than a lot of the stuff that we use here. Like the happy baby puffs. I use them. Both my kids eat them. That doesn't mean that they're the healthiest option there. They had a lot of great like alternatives, but they were all corn based. Um, and she couldn't eat corn. So we had no like puffs or yogurt melts or things that we're just so used to that we've been feeding all the kids. We either babysat for our siblings or whatever, our kids at home. So I did bring that. I, I ended up figuring out with iHerb that I could get all of that. Um, so I guess that's not as much of a necessity anymore. Um, but that's really but I think it. I, mean, I think it's good too for you sharing that because you're five years in, right? And so you've figured it out as you've gone yeah. on. And so but maybe your first year, it's a culture shock. Yeah. And it, maybe it is worth it to bring all yeah. that stuff the first couple of years till you kind of get familiarized and figure that yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, my first year with Scotty, I could not have said any of this. If we were doing this, then <laughs> I would tell you my necessities. It would, I would have had a typed list that I would just send to you and it would include all of those snacks. Um, so yeah, it's not really fair for me to say that you can figure it out because my first year I couldn't have figured it out. Oh no, that's okay. Honest. I just meant like, but, it's, it's good to hear that since you, yeah. you know, like you can figure it out, but you also have the option of like, we did bring this at one time, right? you know? So that- I also, this year, um, now that she's a little older, I did bring a lot of, they're so toxic. They're so bad. But I brought a lot of like the real cold, cold medicines for her. Um, she has pulmonary issues. And we can't figure out what it is, whether it's asthma or she basically has a cough that's not contagious from October till March. And it, you know, it gets really bad. So to the, to the point of being hospitalized a few times, we end up in the hospital quite a bit with her. So we started testing out all these different cough medicines. Um, funny enough, the one that ended up working best was um, like the Wellamins cough medicine. So I currently have like 12 bottles of that to bring um, <laughs> because yeah. she will be drinking that for 12 months. And then yeah. her vitamins, <laughs> um, the vitamins that I found in Germany for kids were these gel packet things and she gagged on them pretty quick. So I just brought like, I ordered from Mary Ruth, like chewable mm-hmm. gummy vitamins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did, I bring those too, uh, okay. just because she wouldn't take the other ones. I'm sure you could find them, but I couldn't. And um, I asked a few girls on the team who had older kids and they weren't sure where you'd find like chewy vitamins for that age. Mm-hmm. So those are, yeah. I guess, yeah, vitamins on baby's account and toddlers. And then yeah. those medicines that you just, 
if I can get her to stop coughing and not throw up every night from coughing, I'm going to do it. So yeah. See, that's good for me to know. Cause I don't really give Crosby vitamins. So I'm like, okay, yeah. noted in my head that I'm going to get some of those before. Yeah. And season, I mean, you'll you know, probably start taking them. Yeah. I almost wonder if I even need to, like, she's a really great eater. So to be honest, she's probably getting her vitamins through food, which is probably why you don't have to give them to them so young. But at least with Mary Ruth's, like the limited sugar, good ingredients, I kind of am like, it's not going to hurt if she has extra vitamins. Yeah. Plus, I feel like we all could use some vitamins. (laughs) I'm sure. Like vitamin D for us is super important. It's, we kind of live in like the Seattle of Germany, in my opinion. Um, And so vitamin D on all accounts, I bring vitamin D for myself. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can get it. I have never looked. I don't know why I haven't looked, but it's a tiny bottle. So I just Mm -hmm. always bring it. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed that that increased my mood when I was going through a lot of the postpartum stuff. I vitamin D made a huge difference for me. Wow, so I, okay. yeah. yeah, I try and go like some of the more natural ways with things because we have been there so long and that's kind of what they've taught me. Right. Um, and, and a lot of them have worked, like I said, vitamin D. I mean, it's so simple. We all need it, but it really was a big mood shifter and I'm not downplaying the fact that I needed actual medication too. Yeah. I just didn't know how to get that help um, in that right. moment. So vitamin D helped. Yeah. Uh, I love that. That's good to know. Yeah. And briefly, really quick postpartum, I would definitely just, you know, talk to your friends and family, see what worked for them, see what you used or what they used, you know, right in those first few months, first few weeks, I felt like I was really underprepared for the postpartum needs, I guess. Like I had a few things just like earth mama spray and like the peri bottle and stuff like that. But I felt like there was so much more stuff that I could have used to feel more comfortable. So yeah, definitely like see what you would buy. It's hard to think that far ahead though, too. Like you're like, I'm not there yet. So why I just feel weird buying all this postpartum stuff, but do your research. Cause I have found that it's just like a lot more expensive for postpartum stuff out there. Like all the freedom mom stuff's like almost double or triple the price. I just Um, got that freedom mom kit. And honestly, that was well worth the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's $50 and you get everything like I think included in that. Oh yeah. If you have had a baby in the U S prepare for postpartum. If you have not had a baby, talk to your European friends or, you know, see if there are things that you're like, Oh, I have to have this packed. But if you're kind of going into this blissfully ignorant with it and not sure what you'll need, just, just go and you'll, you'll get what you need because people have babies in Europe every day. And and they're, you know, they're doing just as well as we are with their postpartum. I yeah. think for me, I, my first was born in Missouri. So in the States, obviously. So I knew what I wanted. I knew that Perry, that, you know, the mom mm-hmm. free to one, I knew what underwear were better. And I mm-hmm. just felt like I'm not going to go and try and find this stuff. I'm going to bring it all because I know I like it. Yeah. And I did, I didn't even look once for anything there. And that was good exactly. for me. It was, but if I had gone into it, not knowing I, I would have found what I needed. I just, right. you don't, you don't know what you need until you've done it, I guess. And you don't really know like what your mental state's going to be like. You don't know. Like right. I was like, so just in a daze, like low energy. I, I couldn't even like think really of those things, nor did I want to go out and try to find stuff after mm-hmm. I, so it's like, I think the convenience for me overrides, I guess, in terms yeah. of like, just make a list check off what you think. I mean, that's the thing. You can't really think of what you need. It's like, just 
maybe no. just no and who knows what your situation will be right I mean yeah like you could have like a with my daughter we right yeah. we had some medical issues and our needs were so different than our son who it was kind of like all right you want to go home I had him I had him in Germany and 12 hours after giving or 14 I'm sorry 14 hours after giving birth I checked myself out of the hospital because yeah it was just a different experience and I yeah. was like I guess I've already done this once I'll just yeah. go home yeah exactly and he was huge so I think he was we knew he was healthy yeah. It's funny how much your confidence shifts for the second. Cause even obviously I don't have a second yet, but I'm just, I feel so much more confident in terms of like, mm-hmm. I know what I need. I'm not worried about it. I'm not stressed about it. Like we're the first I'm like, I need to do this because I need to do it for me right. to know that I have this or that or yeah. this or that, which is and good. Like, I love that people fulfill your needs. Like that's the most important thing, whatever, whether, you know, whether it's a certain spice or it's a (laughs) certain postpartum thing, like fill your needs. And it's really hard not to hear us all say what we needed and not be like, okay, I'll add that to my list. But if you don't use ranch dressing, don't bring the packets. Yeah. If you don't want to ever use Tylenol. (laughs) People are like, I don't need ranch, but I I have to bring this. I'm going to write it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Okay. So the last question I'm going to ask you, as we've talked about, it's an adjustment moving anywhere, moving back home, moving there. It's going to take you a minute to get situated. You're oftentimes going to a new city. There's new people, there's culture shock. You don't know where kind of the lay of the land is yet. If you're not in a place, you know, repetitively, I guess my question is like, what advice would you give to someone to like adapt and adjust maybe a little bit more smoothly. Um, and I think that comes with having an open mind, but it's also, that can be a bit of naive. That's just so easy to say though, right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, I think my biggest piece of advice, my biggest takeaway is like embrace the culture. And that is so easy to say. And I understand that, um, most of us Americans are very in our ways. We've been brought up that way. We're brought up very, um, you know, we're in America. This is the best. That's that. And it's hard when you take that energy to another place. So I'd say my biggest piece of advice is like, you get to that new country and you start to embrace it. Um, you, uh, it's hard. You don't speak the language. And I get that. We trust me, we are in Krimichau. There's not much English there. Um, and then Bremerhaven, we're fortunate that there is a lot of English, but my best piece of advice is to try and embrace the culture. When you go into a grocery store, maybe your first statement shouldn't be, do you speak English? It's, you know, try your hardest or point to something and smile and smiling is a universal language. Just, just try your best. And and there are going to be a lot of things that will shock you, um, whether it's the proximity of standing in the line at the grocery store or <laughs> it is... Um, you know, the, the driving or whatever, or the market, the whatever it may be, just try to embrace it. And when you start to embrace those changes and, and learn that that's the normal, things don't come so shocking to you anymore. It's not, you know, I get in line at the grocery store and somebody might be breathing down my neck, but I've also <laughs> learned that if I go in front of my cart and pull from behind, I can get the space I need. This isn't my culture. It's theirs. I'm learning as I go um, and be open-minded to, um, I don't know, the difference differences, I guess. Like I've learned that, you know, a few of my friends from a certain country are, they're, they're much more um, 
I don't know, ver verbal about things. They, they speak their mind very quickly, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to parenting. And at first that can be, you as an American might take that as, oh my gosh, that was harsh. Like I'm being attacked, but that's not necessarily it. It's learn the culture, learn that that's actually just how they're speaking and they're doing it because they like you and yeah. that's your friend now. Um, and all of this, like I said, is easier said than done. But when you go, you don't have to wear your American flag t-shirt and say, I'm from the US <laughs> and I only speak Amer or English. Who's like, doing that? It's, it's, <laughs> you know, I, you'd be shocked. There's You're a like, I did it. <laughs> I was, I was pretty American when I got here. Um, but yeah, I think just, you know, you're on like the ride of your life and you're giving yourself, your kids, your husband, your animals, whatever your situation is, you are, are experiencing something that so many people envy. So embrace it, like have those stories to tell, come home and, and say what you did and where you got to go. And don't, you know, don't close your mind off to all the new, like, I, I guess that's really it is just try to experience as you go. I mean, I, I don't eat meat and I'm in Germany and let me tell you, I eat meat now because it's like, it was always on the street. It's everywhere. Everybody's eating it. It's so hard when you don't speak the language to be like, uh, kind hunchen. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. always come out right. So you know what, when it gets put on your plate, rather than getting mad that they didn't understand, realize that it's, it's on us to mm -hmm. learn and accept and I'm not saying you all have to go not eat meat and, and start eating it now but I guess that's really it it's just embrace it yeah no <laughs> and, I love that and embrace the girls like you're about to be that's probably the number one question I get from anybody who finds out that I'm North American on our team is that they message me are there a lot of North Americans and I get that because my first year that's all I want to know how many girls are from North America and speak English but I didn't have time to ask that when we came up to our second team on our first team. Um, I think there was two girls that did and they're, they're wonderful, but I equally loved all the girls that didn't speak English. Our second team, I didn't have time to check in and see who spoke English. And kind of like I said before, and I've learned it really through my daughter is like smiling is a universal language. And our husband's career is like our universal language. Like our team there now we've come down to, I think there's only like three of us from North America but honestly, some of my best friends are not North American. And yes, they speak English, which I'm so grateful for. But, you know, like our kids all didn't, Scotty speaks English and these kids speak, um, you know, Slovenian and Czech, but yet they've all come together and they play and they speak German or nothing. My daughter mm -hmm. also thinks, she, I mean, she speaks a lot of Slovenian now, which is so cool. We kind of need to learn through all these kids and see that like, just because you don't speak the same language and you're not from the same place does not mean you could not find your new best friend. Yeah. Or if you don't find your new best friend too, that's okay. But like, we're so fortunate to meet people from all over the world and to say that we have friends in Czech and Slovenia and mm -hmm. America, Canada. And we love saying that when we come home to tell people, but I think sometimes we forget to just like also embrace that when we're with, with them and learn. I mean, I've learned, learned a from lot them. Yeah. from the Europeans and I hope that they've learned a little bit from me and yeah that's kind of how you can leave your mark and like, you know, represent your country. For sure. No, I love that. And it's a good reminder to myself, to, you know, to everybody listening to, yeah, just what you said, embrace the culture, embrace the differences. Um, and that's not to say like, you know, you can't have like bad days or frustrating moments oh, where you're just oh like, goodness. what the F? Like, why can't I just like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I told I you my first year, are you kidding? Yeah. I hated Europe. <laughs> 
and <laughs> I hated it. But was that like a Europe problem or a me problem? And mm-hmm. in my situation, it was mostly me and I just couldn't see any of the positives, which I guess is what I mean by embrace it. It's like, mm-hmm. if you can try and see past your Look past. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in my case, it was my misery. I was miserable. Yeah. I was, I hated it. And, and I had potential to never go back and to say yeah. how much I hated Europe, but yeah. in our situation, you know, it was more, it was for my husband that we went back another year and thank God I did because now I just want to like, I want everyone to experience it the way we have. And I want everyone to try and give it a chance because it can be the best, absolute best thing that you can do for yourself, your kids, yeah. anything, your husband. I love that. That's amazing that you've had, you know, such a great experience and you've obviously learned so many just lessons throughout this hockey life. And I think a lot of people are going to resonate with what you're saying or learn something from it that they can use, you know, next season and apply it to their situation. So Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing all about your journey and all your tips. And um, I'm glad we finally were able to do this. Well, me too. Thank you so much for having me. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, My Instagram is, I think it's just Kayla Alber. So (laughs) Kayla and then A-L-B-E-R. Yeah, just send a request and I literally love meeting new people um, and talking all day. So please request me and maybe we'll end up on a team together. I think you'd have to come to Bremerhaven at this point though, because I think yeah. I want to be there. Yeah, you're, not, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see. Yeah. I'll see you guys all at the retreat next year. How about that? Oh my gosh. I hope so. <laughs>